Hello, folks. It's time once again, the favorite time of everyone's week, the time for our We Have High Expectations podcast. Drew and Brad are back, and we're here with nothing but high expectations. Drewski, we're back. We got some uh, we got some things to talk about here. Uh, plenty of action this weekend. I think we'll start off as uh, to nobody's surprise with oh the the kickoff of the Big Ten football season. Our Hawkeyes, our Iowa Hawkeyes, headed over to West Lafayette, Indiana, and uh, had to play through some some train horns and some boiler ups, and uh, could have gone a little bit better, huh? For yeah, an opener. Let's start with just how excited I was Saturday morning. I couldn't believe it. Like, I was super pumped all Saturday for for that game. Uh, I woke up with, you know, just yelling football around the house. Just like my wife would say something, Lindsay would say something, and I'd just respond with football. And, uh, yeah, then the game started, and it wasn't that much fun. So... <laughs> It was football was back. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was. It was. It was. It was weird. It felt like we were. It it felt like like we got Iowa, didn't it? Like the whole game, I was kind of just like, I think we're better than they are. I think we're playing better. I don't really feel like we're gonna lose. And then all of a sudden, uh, I was like, oh shit, we're gonna lose. And you know, uh, that has to be what it has to feel like to play us a lot of times. I'd imagine. But yeah. I mean, it definitely didn't start off that way, right? No, 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 no. Uh, it started off. Oh, God. And it was like, well, I guess the offense is <laughs> behind the defense at this point. Um, what, we start with two, three and outs? But two, three and outs didn't look real good. Um, yeah, then, it was. Yeah, Iowa, Iowa took, what, a 17-14 lead into half, and you felt pretty much the whole second half, even though our offense didn't do anything. You just kind of felt like the game was in hand until it wasn't. So <laughs> every, every drive in the second half started off, you were like, okay, here we go. Now this is the drive. We'll go score a touchdown. And then holding penalty, false start, uh, fumble, you know, like it's just, yeah, it was just one of those, one of those games where you couldn't do anything right on offense. I mean, I'm pretty sure we had 460 yards of offense, which I went back and looked at all the big 10 games that Brian Ferentz has been the offensive coordinator for. And I can only find maybe two games with more yards than what we had in that game. Maybe three uh, we we had, and this is, this is what's crazy about it. We had 487 yards against Ohio state in 2017 wow. and 505 yards against Nebraska that year. That was that year that we just kept like going, like scoring like 80 yard touchdowns on Nebraska every game or every series. Um, but I think those are maybe the only two, maybe, maybe Indiana 2018, 479, but, but we had a lot of yards to not score very many points. And that's kind of been the problem for, yeah. for, for Brian Ferentz as the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, just don't, you know, if you, I, I, when I did this little deep dive, right. So in big 10 games only last year, what do you think we averaged for points per game in big 10 games only? Big 10 games only. I, you know, I'd put it right around 20. 20, right on 20, 20.2. Hey, how about that? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like 20.2. Yeah. 
So and so I went and looked at the year before in 2018, we averaged 32 points um, six in Big Ten games. That's skewed by a 63 um, when Illinois was just as bad as they've ever been, right? But we scored points for the most part that year. Um, 48 against Minnesota, 42 against Indiana, 63 against Illinois. Like, we scored points. That was Hawkinson and, and Fant. The year before that, we had 20, you know, 27 points a game in the Big Ten, but that was skewed by the 55 against Ohio State and the 56 against Nebraska. It seems like the offense has gotten better every year. At least I felt that way coming into this, but the stats don't really show it, right? So, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think there were signs that maybe we'll be okay, but then there were signs that were pretty concerning too. What did you think? Yeah, no, I mean, getting back to Saturday, yeah, um, 460 yards offense for the Hawkeyes, 6.1 yards per play, which is a winning number, right? Um, so and that's you tell more me than, that I was. That's that's that that's more than any game um, since 2000. Any Big Ten game since Illinois in 2018 was 6.7 yards of play. I broke this all down. Yeah. I was bored. I was bored the other day. No, that's crazy. And you tell. I mean, if you would have told me that I was gonna, yeah, have over 450 yards of total offense and 195 yards on the ground, I'm thinking that's a double digit win right you know and you, um, and you tell me that they score 24 points right i'd be like okay yeah, cool. yeah. yeah. 35 24 hawkeyes or so you know um but i think you you know you're absolutely right that iowa's problem in the recent years here has been getting the ball into the end zone the difference with this game i think was it was mistakes right it wasn't just drive stalling out it was penalties right. it was two, right. two huge costly fumbles you know so i don't know if that I don't know if that's something we can be optimistic about later in the year that, you know, maybe those are things that are correctable versus mm-hmm. just not yeah, having then- the offensive firepower to get into the end zone. But, but I, I don't know that the thing about Saturday was, you know, you're absolutely right. This is a team that I think I was, I was better that better than, and definitely worth Saturday with, um, you know, without two of their no more, players without out. Their, yeah, without their head yeah. coach on the sideline. And that too. Yeah. So it was just a game that you had to win, you know? So, uh, so I think, and we, so I think that, I think that makes it, you know, you take away the good things where you're trying, you're trying to find the things that make you say, okay, well this uh, maybe we'll be okay. But then you always come back to, yeah, they beat us with, you know, um, they, they beat us with a slow white guy at running back and David Bell. And that was it, you know, and they didn't even have their head coach and they still, so I, I don't know. It just seems like for some reason, Purdue has a little bit of Phil Parker's number. They don't, it, it's not like they just blow us away point wise. Right. But they just move the ball on us and, and it, and it kills us. Right. I think, I think, you know, they only had 23 points in 2000, um, in 2017 when they beat us, but they just killed us by going to the same guy over and over. I remember that game in Kennick when it was freezing ass cold and, yeah. you know, and, uh, and then the next year, I think they actually did put up a bunch of points on us, but that was, you know, um, Rondell Moore's first, first kind of game against us. And then last year, David Bell killed us and he killed us again. So the, the thing for me that just is a little concerning is that like, if you score 24 points against us in a big 10 game, you're probably going to beat us. You know, yeah. and that's that's kind of crazy in in 2020. You know, like uh, we had we had a lot of people tell us that the defense looked bad. The defense looked bad, and I you know I, I get that, but 
that's how defenses look anymore. You know, it's like, oh, we got to get pre- we got to get more pressure. We got to get more pressure. God, they throw the ball so quick that it's hard to get pressure, right? Like, I just yeah, I hear you. I mean, the, the I hear you on that. The one thing to me about the defense is what you said, Xander Horvath. Uh, 21 yeah. rushes for 130 yards. I mean, he had a yeah. 6.1 yard average. Like, right. that, that was bad. That's that not bad. Iowa football. Yeah, right. and that's not Iowa Phil Parker football. So and that, that was that's all the one the, thing. And that, that was all on the second team. half, right? Like, I bet. It, yeah. They only had like 40 yards rushing in the first half. You know, they didn't have very much. Because I remember thinking to myself, like, okay, it's going to be a regular Iowa defense. They can't run. So we just have to, you know, figure out a way to contain this pass. And then they got off on the run game there and we were kind of screwed, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, and maybe that's just me going into it completely expecting Purdue to, to throw it around and pitch it around. Like they've always done against us. Right. And take advantage yeah. of us giving cushion and all that stuff. Um, so the David bell annoying, but not too surprising where, yeah. Watching, like I said, what is that? Mike Allstott out there Horvath where yeah. number 40 just, slicing us in the second yeah it was kind of crazy yeah what was yeah that 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 part hurt me more but here's uh, the anyways here's just another thing i noticed in that game that just like pisses me off about all of football is that we've made it so impossible to play defense right like the pat there there are so many pass interference calls that i you've heard me complain about forever you know the ones where the quarterback underthrows it by six yards but because the defensive back doesn't turn his head because the ball's nowhere near him right like it's it, they're gonna throw the flag as the guy tries to come back through but but the ones that bothered me in this game were the underneath routes that um purdue was throwing you know they'd throw an underneath route and three guys would be downfield blocking before the ball even you know before the guy caught the ball so it's just it's that they allow that. And then the other thing they allow is the offensive lineman downfield. So it's just, it's, it's tough to play defense anymore, which makes me even more concerned that we can't score points. Um, Cause you know, even Nick Saban's gone and said, you got to score as many points as possible. And I feel like our philosophy is still to possess the ball, flip the field, win the field position battle eventually we'll score. And it's just not playing out that way over the last year, year and a half. So, yeah. No, I think that's a yeah, that's a great uh, a great point, and it's an offensive game. And like you said, when you were describing the you know bubble screens where your offensive linemen are already five yards downfield, first thing I thought of was Gus Malzahn and Auburn, right? And they you yeah. know Saban complained about that for a couple of years, and then like you said, now he's just like, all right, whatever. Football's changed, and we got to put up forty plus points a game yeah, at Alabama yep, now yep. too, right? Yeah, you know? exactly. Uh, so. so, hey, so since I did uh, all this yards per play stuff and yards gained, and uh, I just want you to guess what the lowest yards per game is here uh, for for Iowa. Uh, Jake Christensen. No, I'm sorry, not yards per game. Yards, <laughs> yards per yards per play. What? What is the, the, I don't even care what, you don't even have to name the game, but what is the number? The, the lowest, lowest yards per, yards yeah. per play. Yeah. This is going to blow your mind. Once you said lowest, I was going to say Jake Christensen. Jake Christensen, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, uh, I could probably go back and find one that's lower, but. The lowest yards per game, I will say 2.1. It's probably even lower than that. It's lower than that. So it's 1.3. <laughs> nice. So that was the Wisconsin Wisconsin 2017 where we had 66 total yards. Ah, uh, yeah. Do you want to know what game was right before that? The Ohio State game. Yeah, right? we, yeah, 480, we went yeah. from 487 yards and seven yards of play to 66 total yards and 1.3 yards of play. Like, how does that even happen? 
you know this this week will be interesting um I, I don't really have any idea how good northwestern is um i don't know how they, they piss pounded maryland but they took uh, it to maryland yeah i see the hawks are two and a half point favorites at home which yeah uh, we'll see how this um, week goes yeah they, they could come out and you know say they have another offensive showing like that peaches throws a few more catchable balls um, you know, we eliminate the penalties and eliminate the turnovers and maybe they score 35 points, you know? Um, but I got a feeling it's going to be a 17, 14 type game. And those, those are, those are nerve wracking. So anyway, what else in the big 10 caught your eye? Yeah, no, uh, um, we'll see what happens. Fun stuff. It's good to be talking about big 10 football. Um, you know, Wisconsin on Friday night looked pretty damn good i have to say that every one of their quarterbacks has every one of their quarterbacks has COVID. i was gonna say mertz threw one incompletion but he couldn't uh he couldn't uh, avoid the COVID. there i mean it's gonna be a crazy year isn't it yeah so i i there was some talk earlier that their game might against nebraska might just get canceled um which i i I would think it would be way more fun to see them put like a defensive back, wide receiver, running back, and quarterback, and just play with Nebraska, uh, like maybe beat Nebraska. And how awesome would that be? Um, Emergency quarterback. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Like they, they're going to have to have a lot more people with COVID to not play that game because if you you have to if all, in the Big Ten you have to sit out 21 days. So that's what I was going to say. That Mertz is back. out three weeks, right? I right, mean, with right, their rules. Yeah. So with so he's out he's out 21 days if their if their backup quarterback had you know if their backup quarterback had it maybe maybe they're getting Jack Combe back next week or something I I, I don't know but yeah. um but you know if they're not getting if Jack Combe's gonna be out for another couple of weeks what are you just gonna cancel their like their games until they have a healthy quarterback and then they're gonna go four and zero and you're gonna say okay well you get to go to the Big Ten championship game like it doesn't make any sense so. I think you would have yeah. to play the game if you have, if, as long as you don't have an outbreak, right? So. No, I, I agree. If you have enough guys to put on the field, then you're playing. And if it's your starting quarterback that's out, then that sucks. Yeah, but just, yeah. any, any different than, yeah, your left tackle being out, you know? Well, um, you so. you heard their, their bat, the guy who would be their third string, right? Because Cohen was their starter. He, he has it too, right? So they're yeah. down, like, yeah, they're down to like a walk on some, you know, but. But as long as they're under that threshold, the Big Ten said they got to play. So yeah, I agree. But anyway, let's, agree. let's get off this and go to the greatest ending I think I've ever seen: uh, the yes. Indiana Penn State game. How awesome was that? Oh my God! Yeah, overtime. First of all, the fact that Indiana was uh, in a game with Penn State and then it goes into overtime. Well, did you the 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 like the Penn State guy figuring out he, they were letting him score at the three and then not actually stopping until he was one yard in the end zone. <laughs> you know, they were up by one at that point. Go for two. Right. If you're like, if you're James Franklin, just go for two. Like, yeah. 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 Okay, cool. You, you're going to let me score. We've, you know, we're better than you. I'll get three yards. We'll win the game and it's over. Right. right. Um, you know, you didn't put anything away scoring there. So, um, but I, I do understand that, you know, being up eight is different than seven. Right. And, and especially in college football where the extra points automatic in the NFL, I don't think it matters that much because people actually miss extra points now. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that, that was it. Michael Penix that 
I, I have no idea how he got the ball to when, when he when I was watching that live and he jumped. I was like, there is no way. And then they showed it. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe he did make it. I, I don't know. So <laughs> kind of reminded <laughs> kind of reminded you of that Iowa State game, right? When I don't remember who it was, Andy Brodell or somebody was at the five yard line, and I was like, get the end zone. It was Nick <laughs> and he had no chance. It was Nick Easley. He was at the 10, and there were three (laughs) Iowa State guys in front of him, and you were screaming, get in the end zone. And we're like, what the hell are you talking about? Indiana showed showed you that it's possible. It's possible. Yeah, no, that was was great. So, And I I do think he actually did break the plane. I I do think it was probably the right call when they slowed it down just based on how the pylon moved. I was using a lot of physics to determine this, but – uh, so, and I, like Bryson DeChambeau, am a physicist, so uh, <laughs> yeah. call back All to that. a previous episode. Go back and listen to episode three, people. So <laughs> That was a uh, that was a finish made for a replay. Yeah. And then, uh, what, Saturday night, Michigan took it to Minnesota, which was kind yeah. of surprising. Not necessarily, you know, I, I guess not terribly surprising, but just uh, how, how, how good Michigan looked. Yeah, so the two teams we selected to uh, represent the Big Ten West, I don't know why we didn't just go with Wisconsin, but had we gone with Wisconsin, you know, we'd be dealing with a COVID outbreak at quarterback. So, you know, maybe it's going to be Northwestern. Maybe it's, maybe it's going to be Purdue. Who knows? But Big Ten Big Ten West, wide open, Brad. Wide open, especially wide now. Wide open. That's yep. back positive in Madison. But so. Well, should we get Good. to the EBCS here? And, and Good then, action uh, all around. Get yeah, let's get us and then hit the bears and then get out of here. Let's run through the EBCS here real quick. So week week one now, last week we had our preseason rankings. Now we've got a game, uh, a week of games in the books. The EBCS rankings hot off the press. Mine just says, one. mine doesn't oh, sorry, say, go ahead. Mine, mine doesn't up, say, mine doesn't say week one. It just says no subject. <laughs> yes, right. This, uh, yeah, the facts, the facts that we received here, or no, actually, wait a minute, this is an no, email. Yeah, uh, this sent is it, a .edu. Yeah, I was just gonna say he did send it to .edu, so he's figuring some stuff out. So, so number one, staying Bry in the number dogs. one spot. Right, I was gonna love that joke. <laughs> staying in the number one spot, your Clemson Tigers. Number two, Alabama. Roll, Brad. There you go. The tide keeps rolling. Number three, Ohio State. The Buckeyes are working with second team QB this week, so he will have the quote-unquote experience in case he needs to take a knee. Oh, that's because they ran up the score on on Nebraska, right? Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. I didn't get that when I was reading it earlier. I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? Uh, And then I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. They did run it up. It's amazing. Uh, Good one. Good one. Number four, Notre Dame. We've got Catholic Church is largest charitable organization in the world. Without its millions of most impoverished people of world would suffer immeasurably. Yeah, we got to work with him on sentence structure. I didn't exactly know how to read that. I'll be honest. There was yeah, a comment so, in there, and I'm yeah. not sure it's the right spot. 
Okay, let me, I'm going to try it. Catholic Church is the largest charitable organization in the world. Without it, millions. So yeah, he's got the comma. Like he should have a semicolon there and then a comma after without it, millions of most impoverished people of the world would suffer immeasurably. So little uh, grammar lesson, little free grammar lesson, English lesson for you people out there. I will say Notre Dame did look much better this week than they did last week. So maybe I'm not the queen of England, like I said I was last week, but. <laughs> um either that or pittsburgh's terrible um so we'll we'll find out about notre dame they got they got clemson in two weeks i think so uh that that should be fun i think it's in south bend too so um which can, can we talk about that real quick once we get done let's finish this and then i got one other thing i got to say about uh, about uh college football before we get into the nfl sounds good sounds good i mean the ebcs has got it all folks got it all number <laughs> number five byu all on the same mission. Now that one I could read. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, Georgia. The dogs. Number seven, Wisconsin. We mentioned Wisconsin earlier. No, no comment on Wisconsin, but uh, we'll see if they stay in the top ten after, after this he, week. How does he still have North Carolina in his top ten? What in the world? Spoiler alert, number eight, North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it's, must it's have most... impressed him early in the season. <laughs> Apparently he didn't. He still does not know about the Florida State. Florida State got absolutely shit canned by uh, Louisville this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, number nine. Big, big Mac Brown fan. Number nine, David Bell. Hawkeyes got mixed up. Also thought he was number nine. I think he's number three. I think that's the joke. I'm not 100% that, that sure there, though. Would explain his three touchdowns against the Hawkeyes. There you uh, go. And then rounding it out, number 10, Oklahoma State. Not so fast, my Iowa State fans. The Cyclones also uh, took a defeat. Uh, also receiving votes, Penn State, after their loss to Indiana, apparently. Penn. William Penn and Penn Dixie. Penn Dixie rated the best quarry in America. It's uh, yeah, I, I don't understand it, but we'll go with it. I get the reference now. They're all pens, Drew. I, I get that. I don't understand. I don't. I don't. Yeah. But anyway, let's get to back to my point so here, real quick. Notre Dame, yeah. yeah. Well, this is, it's it's not really on Notre Dame. Like that. That just it triggered this this thought for me. Two two thoughts on uh, a college football season with COVID. Number one, like get rid of the PA guys screaming, um, first and 10 Wisconsin. That's another golden gopher. For, there's nobody in the damn stands. Like why? There, there is no public for which you need to address. Stop it. Like stop playing the music again, all that stuff. Like, we understand that there's a pandemic going on and things are going to be different. You don't need to try to make them sound the same. It drives me crazy. Um, and then number two, um, to all the Iowa fans who have run around and said, well, that was Petrus's first start in the Big Ten on the road. There were six people in the crowd, guys. Can we stop <laughs> with the on the road stuff? Or, or I mean, yes, tech, well, technically you are correct. Not the same thing it meant in other years, right? So just like... Well, now we'll be back home in Kennick. Yeah, Kennick without 70,000 fans isn't the same thing. So I, I, it's just 
blows my mind that people and, and really that probably goes back to none of this season's really going to be that big a deal. I don't even know what we're playing for. Right. I don't think they're going to they're probably not going to have bowl games with the way COVID's trending. I can't imagine they're going to be like, yeah, you know what? Go down to Tampa for a week and go to Bush Gardens and get together and have a meal. You know, like they're probably not going to do that. So we're probably just playing for, you know, whoever you're going to play on championship weekend. Right. So I'm not going to get too up or down anymore um, about the season, but that's just something I wanted to bring up. That first and 10 Wisconsin thing was driving me absolutely crazy uh, last Friday night. And there's nobody in the stands to cheer for it. So what are you doing? First down Wisconsin, move on. So yeah, I'm glad you brought it up. It was completely ridiculous, but I think (laughs) uh, (laughs) it was bad. I, you know, I think that the college football playoff might happen, but outside yes. of that, I, yeah. you know, I, what the holiday bowl already canceled, you know, I think that's going to be something we continue to see as bowl yeah. games outside of the final four, like well, you said, we're playing we're, for championship week. But. And especially if we're at a place, you know, I mean, if we're still having 60, 70,000 COVID cases a day, again, like, what, what, what are we are really, we're going to do that? Like, come on. But that's, you know, Hey, just sports. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right, right. Let's relax here. So, so that's okay. the college game. Let's talk real quickly about uh, last night. I know we were both watching uh, Monday Night Football. The Bears Oof. went out to the L.A. Rams and uh, didn't exactly look very good. Yeah. So, if you remember after week three, I think it was the the Falcons come back. I told you guys I was like, we're not any good. I mean, we've played three horrible teams. We've needed you know, last second drives or crazy ass comebacks or whatever to beat them. Right. So I didn't think we were very good. And then we got smoked by the Colts and I was like, okay, we're not very good, but then we won the next two games. Right. And we beat the, we beat Tom Brady. Beat the box. And, yeah. Beat yeah, the, the box. And I, I thought Brady you know, forgot how down it was, but we yeah, beat the box. And Carolina is okay. Right. I mean, they're not, yeah. I mean, they're not great, but they're, they're okay. And I'm like, okay, well maybe we're coming around a little bit and, and holy crap, offensively, that was just, that was some of the worst. They're, they're, there's three years of Matt Nagy and there's just no rhyme or reason to what we're trying to do. Right. So yeah, throw in Matt Nagy's play callings a little up and down, right. You add to that, that our offensive line sucks. And two of the best guys who weren't very good to begin with are hurt right now with white hair and Daniels. And then, and then you got a running back who I can't find a hole to save his life. Like he just runs into, just runs into shit. Right. Um, So you kind of mix that all together with, below average quarterbacks and I'm not sure what there's to be excited about on offense you know Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney seem good Jimmy Graham's a pleasant surprise but he's completely unnecessary because we suck and we could have spent money somewhere else right, <laughs> right. like so could have got, got an yeah, offensive like, lineman that can block instead yeah I mean Bobby, Ma- Bobby Massey man he is a like you might as well just put a fucking boulder out there with a Bears jersey on because it's the same thing right like he doesn't do anything. I mean, when Leonard Floyd's making you look bad, I've watched Leonard Floyd play a lot of football the last couple of years. Leonard Floyd's making you look stupid. You're not very good. So, um, yeah. Well, was... And I don't, you know, I mean, I don't know. Listen, I'm not a football expert by any means, but the people that are football experts, I would hope, and are on the Chicago Bears staff, I mean, how do you not know our offensive line is terrible and that the LA Rams defensive line is like one of the best in the NFL, right? Like what was our game plan? You know, like we're just going to drop Nick Foles back and three, five yard drops. And 
yeah. I mean, there yeah. were some double moves and, and guys were open, but he was just chucking it as far as he could on a prayer. Like we didn't yeah. have any time. Yeah. Like throw some well, quick hitters and some screens and like what where where was all the innovation that Nagy pulls out randomly when it isn't the right time and here yeah. were the games yeah. where we needed some stuff and it it just so, yeah. It, so it, that it, first it, drive, right? That first drive. Fast. We're moving the ball. We got second in two or whatever at midfield, right? And for some reason, we ran directly at Aaron Donald. Yeah. And, and we held him, which it's second and two, dude. If he tackles you for one long, one yard loss, who cares? You know, you can't get a holding. And we get a holding. And, you know, that shit cans that drive, right? And then, you know, and then we have, uh, you know, the, the, the false start on the fourth down conversion attempt was ridiculous. Like, also, the, this is going to dovetail into our ESPN guys, but what were they talking about? Like, he got the first down like on the quarterback sneak. They, he didn't get stopped. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, yeah. He was like, he was a, like oh, I might have saved him. I don't think he got it. I'm like, dude, he's laying yeah, on the 21-yard no. line, dipshit. Like, what are you talking about? Like, so. Hey, first of all, yeah, and I, or, or, um, I mean, we can move on to the Bears. My God, they're terrible. But um, worse, uh, not, I guess they're five and two, but five and two and good does not necessarily always mean the same yeah, thing, exactly. obviously. So a five and two team, that's about the end nine and seven. But um, no, I don't know how many, how much Monday night football you've watched this year, but they are bad, dude. Like, I mean, I, you know, Steve Levy is. Steve Levy's all right on Sports Center, but that guy as a play as your lead play by play guy. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it's it's not good. Yeah, he I think he called the Bears the Rams three or four times. Like he just and and all the shit and th- this is just let's just make this our firebomb. Like let's just firebomb. Fire let's just firebomb ESPN. Who is firebomb? Do we have any sponsors for firebomb yet that we need to read? No, we don't. Oh, okay. But, I thought maybe uh, I, thought I maybe haven't gotten through my inbox yet today. Yeah. So. I thought you. Uh, I thought you might. Uh, you weren't you working on a deal with Big Red, or was it, or maybe that cinnamon like Jawbreaker candy company to to sponsor this or. Firebomb brought to you by Hot Tamales. <laughs> there we go. Oh, okay, that's even better. So, but ESPN just in general is. Like, it's your red hot. You know, they start the game and they show some animation of the Rams, and then they show an animation of a like a bear and Khalil Mack in the woods camping. Like, I'm not watching a fucking Pixar movie, man. Like, just show me the game. You know, like it just, yeah. I, I just, I, I'm anti ESPN's uh, Monday Night Football presentation. Um, in their defense, they get some shit games. Like last night wasn't good, right? Um, no, but, but yeah, you know. Like the last few years, they've gone from Jason Witten, who was terrible, right? God, he was bad. And, yeah, hard hit Jason Witten. Jason Witten, and then Booger down on the sideline blocking everybody's view. <laughs> you know, the Booger Mobile. Yeah, yeah the People who are paying like twenty thousand a year for seat licenses can't see a game because Booger's got a sixty-inch TV monitor in front of him. And, <laughs> you know, like, and then they go to just Booger, who he's, he's Booger, like whatever like the guy's name's booger like i can't I, I can't give an opinion on him good or bad um and then you go to lewis riddick and um brian greasy who all they did was talk about just uh, sean just sean this sean that sean he 
he's Sean McVay. He's the coach. Stop calling him by his first name. You know, well, yeah. he just wanted, he just wanted his team to be tougher than the bears. It's like, no, like stop with the, stop with the tough bullshit. Like everybody that's out there is tough. Okay. Tell me how they're running against the bears. Tell me what the bears are doing or what the, what the Rams are doing to get these open lanes. What, right. Instead, it's just, they're just out toughing them. I'm like, I, I find it really hard to believe that, um, Hakeem Nix and Roy Robertson Harris and Khalil Mack don't want to win just as bad as the other guys. Like, explain something to me. But anyway, that's my that's my take on how shitty ESPN's been at covering the NFL the last three or four years. Yeah, it's been bad. And I think, uh, you know, it used to be the coveted job. Now, obviously, Sunday night football is. And I think part, I don't know if part of that's just because of the flex system, you know, Sunday night can flex their game where Monday night gets stuck with whatever you know yeah. and they get stuck with a lot of whatevers but uh but no i mean it's espn it's monday night football it's the nfl you'd think they'd be able to put a better product on <laughs> yeah. The field, whatever it's almost um, like it's almost like back in the day when they had sunday night football and it was mike patrick and joe theisman and yeah. it was terrible remember that like how like <laughs> yeah it compared to what you saw on cbs or nbc and back when they had oj on the sidelines so yeah, well, and then they at halftime they bring in Boomer. They bring in Boom. <laughs> Do they still bring in Boomer? I don't know. I turned. Oh I was, yeah, yeah. He comes in and does his fastest two minutes or something, and it's like, good God. Then that. I mean, I thought we sent that guy to past year, but he came back. <laughs> I think <laughs> Booger is doing a NFL primetime with with Berman on ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus, he is. Yeah, I saw that last night, too. Here's, here's another ESPN thing I saw today. Did you see they're going to have college game day at the Masters? Oh, no, I didn't see yeah, that. So I, I read the article this morning, and I think the first thing that comes to my head is just, why? Like, there's... Like just why? Like I wasn't. I I didn't think well, this is a great idea. This is a terrible idea. I'm just trying to figure out. They're gonna they're gonna broadcast from the par three course Saturday morning from nine to you know nine to yeah. noon at the Masters when they're gonna be playing golf, right? Like yeah, you know, weird. <laughs> just yeah. I you know I I guess the Masters is cool with it. I'd rather that the Masters just put their product on tv from nine to noon and you know let me watch that instead of having to go online and watch two or three featured groups until whatever time so anyway that's a whole nother podcast we'll do a master's preview here in a couple weeks so oh yeah show us more golf uh yeah then uh, yeah i don't what lee corso is gonna put on uh dustin johnson head or what i I have no idea like none of it makes sense yeah (laughs) just it's, it's, it's bizarre, um, but that's ESPN. They just, you know, you gotta, gotta have content, Brad. Everything's gotta be content. There so. you go. And that folks was a firebomb once again, brought to you by the good folks at hot tamales. That was a quick 40 minutes. I think that was a pretty, pretty good podcast. I think I feel better about this one than I did last week. Yeah, no, last week we got a little content heavy. Uh, there yeah. was a lot of uh, a lot of stuff in there, but, um, you know, the folks liked it. I mean, come on, who are we kidding? Of course, the folks liked it. Yeah, I didn't Yeah, I didn't hear a lot of feedback last week, so I, I, I didn't know. So, yeah, there's, uh, you know, people are getting busy and, uh, yeah. and and our listenership is down a little bit. But, uh, you know, once the winter months come in here and folks are going to be turning us up loud, just like they used to sit around the radio and listen, I guarantee it. 
Yeah, that's the thing about our listenership. We don't know how many people are listening in groups with other people, right? Like having parties to listen to us. Excellent. You know, get together, point. get on the deck. You know, there might be 10 or 15 people sitting around listening to us talk and then, you know, and then having discussions about it. Kind of like a book club. I've, I've heard that that's a thing. Yeah. So, and the other so, thing, yeah. you know, no, you may bring up a great point. Yeah. And that's an issue with the the whole idea of analytics, right? So right. we've got Absolutely. somebody listening. Well, what if they're in a minivan and there's four or five other people and they're traveling to uh, an outing, uh, you yeah. know? That say they're going to a, say they're going to a winery on a Saturday or a, or a pumpkin patch on a Saturday, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, so uh, yeah. yeah, and this week as the folks are traveling around with their little kids and their trick or treaters, I mean, you know, that's Are you, are that's you guys still demo, having trick or treat right? there? Are you guys still having trick or treat? Yeah, small town Iowa trick or treating for Saturday is still on. Yeah, we got uh, we got we got beggars night. Up. On they're they're having beggars night on uh, on Friday night here, so I think we're just gonna put a bowl of candy out on the front porch and just say take one. Yeah, my problem my problem actually is more so with trick or treating in our small town starts at five p.m. on Saturday night. Obviously, you know the Hawkeyes start at two thirty, so I'm hoping the wife mans the door and I will be manning the TV, watching hopefully watching the Hawkeyes beat uh, Northwestern, and the youngsters don't hear too many choice words coming from the living room, but. Yeah, maybe I'll just put a mask on and just pop some candy out. You know, do you remember those old, uh, those old like offering things in church? You know, they had the big like stick on them and then the basket on the end. They'd go down and pass it down the aisle. Yeah. Do you ever see those? Oh yeah, I want to yeah. want to find one of those and then put the candy in it. And then somebody comes to the door, I just stick it out, keep them, you know, socially <laughs> distanced. And they yeah. take their piece of candy, bring it back in. That's what I got to do. I got a couple days. I, see saw, I, I bet Amazon's I, got. Oh, yeah, for sure. Here's another idea. I saw um, someone else online had built out of like some PVC pipe, a candy chute. So they had like a little six foot PVC Ooh. pipe. So they just <laughs> open their door and drop a couple Snickers in the PVC pipe and it was angled down and would just shoot it out into the yard. And then the kids could pick it up and go on their way. You know? I like Social it. Distance. Yeah, that's great. So there's an idea for you. I know how handy you are. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm extremely handy. That's my thing. <laughs> yeah. so we did over just, there. Isn't it? You're, you're this old house over there. Yeah, we did just get two, uh, two electric heaters uh, in from Amazon. I got to install them on the, uh, on the deck and we'll uh, be able to watch some football out there with the heaters here in the late fall, early winter. So that should be good. Nothing better than fall football outside. Yeah. Well, so anyway, okay, well, I think we've we've kept our listeners long enough. Let's get to our ad reads and, uh, and get out of here. Sounds very good, Drew. Let's thank our sponsors. And please, folks, always remember to support our sponsors. Without them, none of this is possible. And, of course, our headline sponsor, Gades Appliance. Every week we mention Gades Appliance, your friendly, local, family-owned appliance and mattress store. They've been open since 19. 19- 39 and they would be more than happy to help you is that their new slogan well i hope not because it was terrible <laughs> it's, it's terrible <laughs> i tell you what's not terrible the refrigerator i bought from gates appliance last week what does it do it keeps my food cold there we go well 
on that note, Drew, it was a heck of a lot of fun this week, and uh, it will be again next week. We'll catch you later. Have a great week, man. All right. Talk to you later. See ya. <laughs> See ya.